0: Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planetin and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life and we do so by working on our own personal development so we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor and strong for our own personal well-being. Today we continue our adventures from Dr. Lieberman and Michael Lung's famous best-selling book, The Molecule of More, that crazy dopamine that we all have in our beautiful brains and how it is our controller and our desire mover. (laughs) This is fascinating, and that is why I really wanted to delve deep into this book because it really deserves some understanding to help us use our brains to the maximum efficiency and it's better for our mental health. Mental health is a huge, huge topic these days and as it should be. But by understanding from books like this, how us humans tick inside and what control we have over ourselves really makes a difference for a peaceful existence. So, without further ado, we're on the next chapter all about progress. And the chapter actually begins, before I I start reading about it, uh, the chapter begins about the powerfulness of the desire. Part of the dopamine for good, and that's through, for example, immigration. Immigrants are driven, driven to succeed. Who on earth gets on a boat? I'm talking about you know back in the 50s, gets on a boat, crosses the Atlantic Ocean to come to a a new country, the U.S. or Canada, whatever it may be, and start from scratch was nothing but the clothes on their backs, they are driven and dopamine is driving them. And this still exists today. Now they might not be taking a boat to get to North America, but they're coming and they're succeeding and they're making up the majority. Immigrants are making up the majority of people in success, in winning Nobel prizes, in creating New technologies. Fascinating. They are driven for success, not only for survival. And that is the dopamine driving them forward. A few other topics that they get into in this particular chapter, all about progress, is really well, it's a couple of things. So let's let's start here about the dopamine cell. The dopamine-producing cells make up about 0.0005% of the brain. That's a tiny fraction of the cells we use to navigate our world. And yet, when we think about who we are in the deepest sense, we think about that tiny cluster of cells. We identify with our dopamine. In our minds, we are dopamine. Ask a philosopher. What is the essence of humanity? And it wouldn't be surprising if he said it was free will. The essence of humanity is our ability to move beyond instinct, to go beyond automatic reactions to our environment. It's the ability to weigh options, to consider higher concepts such as values and principles, and then to make a deliberate choice about how to maximize what we believe is good, whether it's love money, or the ennobling of her soul. That's dopamine. The academic might say that her essence is the ability to comprehend the world. It's her ability to rise above the flow of information from the physical senses to understanding the meaning of what she perceives. She evaluates, judges, and makes predictions. She understands. That's dopamine. That's strategic thinking. (laughs) The hedonist believes that his deepest self is the part of him that experiences pleasure. Whether it's wine, women, or song, his purpose in life is to maximize the rewards he gets when he pursues more. That's dopamine. The artist says that the essence of her humanity is her ability to create. It's her godlike power to call into existence representations of truth and beauty that never existed before. The springs from which that creation flows are her being. That's dopamine. Finally, the spiritual person might say that transcendence is the root of humanity. It's a thing that rises above physical reality. The most essential part of who we are is our immortal souls that exists beyond space and time. Because we cannot see, hear, smell, taste, or touch our souls, we encounter them only in our imagination. That's dopamine. Dopamine is the conductor, not the orchestra. It just gets us going. Gets our ideas flowing, our imagination going. Ah, what a powerful, beautiful tool. Who needs AI? We've got our own imaginations, right? (laughs) But what if, and this is a what if, we neglect to identify our core being with our dopamine circuits in those past examples I just gave you. We neglect emotion, empathy, the joy of being with people we care about. And if we ignore emotions, lose touch with them, They become less sophisticated over time and may devolve into anger, greed, and resentment. If we neglect empathy, we lose the ability to make others feel happy. If we neglect affiliative relationships, we will most likely lose the ability to be happy ourselves and probably die early. There's a Harvard study that's been going on for 74 years. And it's found that social isolation, even in the absence of feeling of loneliness, is associated with a 50 to 90% higher risk of early death. That's about the same as smoking and higher than obesity or lack of exercise. Our brains need affiliative relationships just to stay alive. We also lose the pleasure of sensory world around us. Instead of enjoying the beauty of a flower, we imagine only how it would look in a vase in our kitchen table. Instead of smelling the morning air and looking at the sky, we consult the weather app on our smartphone, neck bent, oblivious to the world around us. Identifying ourselves with dopamine circus traps us in a world of speculation and possibility. The concrete world of here and now is disdained, ignored, or even feared because we can't control it. Yes, our imagination is quite fascinating and I do want to add a little tidbit question came up in my mind as I was reading this uh, about the here and now versus what dopamine is doing. And the reason this came up is because Robert Green's best-selling book, Mastery, talks about a missionary called, uh, named David Everett who went to visit a tribe called the Pirahã and to learn their language. And they didn't have anything in their language for what I've read thus far in my understanding about the future. The tribe lived and spoke about the here and now, what was happening here and now. And I'd be quite fascinated if there's any scientists out there that know the answer to this question. Are there dopamine secrets a little bit different? Just wondering. Hmm. Peaceful, peaceful people. Might might be something to to look into. One of the things this book promised in its title is about how dopamine might be responsible for destroying the human race. Let me explain. He goes on to say in the book that our worlds of fantasy can become narcissistic havens where we are powerful, beautiful, and adored. Or perhaps they're worlds where we are in total control of our environment the way a digital artist controls every pixel on his screen. So we glide through the real world, half-blind, caring only about things we can put to use. We trade the deep oceans of reality for the shallow rapids of our never-ending desires. And in the end, it may annihilate us. What does he mean by that? Uh, Press the button. Nuclear Armageddon. Somebody out there keeps inventing even more powerful weapons. And somebody out there has control to push that button. That's a dopamine. Human consumption. More, 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 more. Eat more. Do more. Buy more. It's killing the planet. The silicon overload. <laughs> Evolutionary computing. It's reaching a point with AI, and at the time this book was written, uh, Chat GPT wasn't really uh, mainstream as it is now, and it's even reached into the realms of artistry. And it's reaching a point where these computers, once they learn how to compute themselves, the fear is, or the danger is, is the computers literally can't take over. I don't really know, but it's something to think about. And he goes on to say everything all the time. Dopamine drives our lives faster and faster. It takes more education to keep up. A graduate degree is as necessary today as a college education was a generation ago. We work longer hours. There are more memos to read, reports to write, emails to be answered. It never stops, and people expect you to respond Hey, I just sent you a text. Why didn't you respond? It's like, well, geez, maybe I was in the shower. I don't know. <laughs> but the instantaneousness is is also causing a stress in our lives as well. How often do you check your phone? What are you missing out on? That's the dopamine just pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. And the one thing, the one thing that is suffering the most because of our fast-paced lives, our inerrant need to hustle, hustle, hustle to make money so we can survive, so we can actually have a roof over our heads, that is being sacrificed mostly, the research says, at the family level. Less children are being born. Hence. Countries opening their arms to immigrants because we have to keep a population level to a certain degree and a certain age level, right? And with the added pressure of having to <laughs> provide and the expense of living, less babies are being born. You know, they say it takes a lot of money to raise a child. Well, that's a choice. Depends what you're spending the money on. you have a choice, and um, there's there's nothing better in life, nothing more fulfilling. And this is from somebody who hadn't planned on having a child than having a child. It is, I'd gonna say, one of my greatest accomplishments in life because I really put my whole heart into raising this human from scratch. Think about it. It's an amazing opportunity and it's a lifelong science project for at least the first 25 years. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I do encourage people to rethink the no baby thing, especially if if you have established lifestyle. But the other thing is the do nothing and experience everything. And that is the pitfalls of virtual reality. We now can do everything virtually, even put on a pair of goggles and pretend we're in the tropics. Well, guess what? Your brain, your dopaminergic brain, has that capacity as well. If you've ever experienced something before, if you've ever tasted something before, if you've ever done something before, and you want to relive that experience, it's all up here already. Here we go. There is only one thing that will save us. The ability to achieve a better balance, to overcome our obsession with more, appreciate the unlimited complexity of reality, and learn to enjoy the things we have. Be grateful for what you have. You don't know the other person's scenario. You don't know what's going on. Comparison is a thief of joy. And the only person you need to compare yourself to is who you were yesterday. Because each day, each morning, each breath you take is a new opportunity to live life to the fullest, to control your own well-being. And those that you love and mentor and inspire and influence. So take a deep breath, look at that rose, smell that rose, and live a more inspired life. Well, if you like the show, share it with somebody you know, and hey, hit that subscribe button. You don't want to miss the last chapter in the Molecule of more.